You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6.30 a.m. Tuesday, 6 February, Ford results later today. Interested around how many EVs there are or aren't selling. I'm Simon Brown, coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb office in Houghton, Johannesburg. On the show today, Petri Rodenhase from Herenia Capital Advisors. We've got the mining in Darba ongoing, and I'm interested, uh, a sign from uranium, where's he finding opportunity in the sector, or perhaps not? David Shapiro from Sasfin, he runs that Crystal Challenge. I think it's in the fourth year. I'm curious what have been the most popular stocks selected by contestants. And Craig Ivey from Future Growth, uh, trends from last year in terms of listed credit market. Uh, interestingly, looks like no appetite for ESG bonds. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines for MoneyWeb. Why SA Inc. is being snapped up in foreign buyouts? Offshore suitors think our assets are dirt cheap. That simple. Business day, multi choice rebuffs. Canal Plus buyout offer as too low. Uh, that news broke just after our show yesterday. Interestingly, they have a 35.1% stake in multi choice, so they have to make a mandatory offer to minorities. Morning markets, US was red, SP down a third of a percent, NASDAQ down 0.2. East is mixed with Sydney of 0.1%, Tokyo down two thirds of a percent. On the green side, Hong Kong up 2%, and Tencent up 1%. Commodities mostly green. The red is gold at 2,040. Brent, 78.05. Platinum, 9.08. Palladium, 9.60. Rand, 19.04. Bitcoin, 42,850. Top 40 looking for a green open. 260 points to the upside, 0.4%. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Checking now with uh, Petri Rodenhurst from Herenia Capital Advisors. Petri, appreciate the early morning. We chatted a few weeks ago last month sometime around uranium. Certainly uh, that has been a, a, a commodity. Uranium is a commodity in a sense. It's been doing incredibly well. If we look broader than that, are there other sort of commodity complexes that you that you think there's opportunity? I mean, energy or gold or, 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 or PGMs or, or, or is there a case of none of the above? or something totally else? Uh, good morning, Simon. So, I mean, nothing that I'm quite as excited about as uranium, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there is, uh, I mean, uranium is a core idea, which is, um, I guess, energy, right? Yeah. Uh, locally, we've seen Sassel under massive pressure. <laughs> and I think the focus of Sassel, for example, now uh, shifts to earnings. I think earnings is out on the 26th of uh, February is the expectation. Mm-hmm. So once those earnings come out, I think Sassel will pick a direction that's, I think, going to be uh, key for it, basically. Uh, but generally, I think that you know the energy complex is still um, to be backed. I think that we are still in a sort of energy deficit situation. Uh, but the way to best express that is through something like uh, you know the uranium positions or potentially something like XOM, which is ExxonMobil, uh, or even um, you know a broader ETF. Uh, backing sort of the energy and particularly oil space, right? Uh, If you are wanting to broaden your net beyond that, you could probably look at something like a lithium ETF 
uh, or a mm. lithium miners ETF um, or something that uh, so, you know operates in the cobalt space. Cobalt is actually quite hard to get pure exposure to. So it's easier to do uh, something that sort of backs the um, the general lithium mining and battery production space. So there are actually two ETFs that I uh, can mention to you. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just quickly pull them up here. Uh, so the first one is Global X Lithium and Battery Tech. So L-I-T-U. So that essentially backs the entire space, right? So that looks at, um, well, predominantly lithium, but also, um, you know, some of the some of the other metals, base metals that go into that. And then there's also the ProShares S&P Global Core Battery Metals ETF, uh, which is I-O-N, uh, also listed on the New York Stock Exchange. And of course, uh, you know, just a fair warning, this ETF is down something like 40% since it listed, <laughs> right? So it hasn't exactly been the greatest space, but I do think that, um, you know, even though I think, you know, I've expressed a few times the view around um, particularly uranium is that the green energy revolution isn't really quite what it holds out to be, uh, and the only real way to go green is to go nuclear. Um it doesn't mean that people aren't pushing the battery <laughs> idea essentially yeah, yeah. to uh, you know to the very brink. So I think that there is still a lot of growth to be had in this space. Um, even though I feel that you know solar and batteries are not going to solve the problem, I do think they're going to be part of the energy mix, particularly for individuals like us, right? I mean, we're in a situation in South Africa at least where the best thing we could possibly do is get off grid. And the only way we can do that is by solar and batteries, right? It's not like we can put nuclear reactors in our backyard, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a ton of demand for this stuff, and I think that the space is going to continue to grow. I think these are two ETFs that um, are a way to gain access to that. Yeah, cool. And, and that's why we got Ford results out later, your point on batteries. I mean, how much is electric vehicles really happening? So LITU and ION are the lithium ETFs. Uh, quick check on Sasso, 21 Feb, according to my data. So results in two weeks' time. Petri Radenhaus, Herenia Capital Advisors, appreciate the early morning. And that's our poll today, LinkedIn and a Twitter. You bullish commodities, uh, maybe very much, maybe not so much. In places, not all. Certainly, Petri is saying in places, not all. Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter. If seagulls were hardy dars who could afford to retire to the coast, what kind of bird would you be? Would you soar over the savannah or chase summer around the globe? You see, even when you stop working, your money won't. When you invest in Stanlib's fixed income funds, you can retire earning a regular income off your investments. Invest for more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on the money. Standing now with uh, David Shapiro from Sasfin. David, appreciate the early morning. Crystal Challenge, if my memory serves correct, you kicked this off in, what, 2021. So we're in the fourth year of this event running. How many entrants did you get submitting uh, uh, their five stocks uh, for 2024? I'm looking at the list now, and it's 364. Wow. <laughs> and, and it could have been more because uh, there are a lot of people who didn't follow the rules and gave offshore, and I've been trying to get hold of them and give them a chance. You know, this is a fun – it's a fun competition, mm-hmm. so we don't say the deadlines now. You know, we always give them a chance to come back, and uh, it's a long – it's 10 months, so – 
you know, even if you say, okay, I'm going to find, uh, I'm going to put multi-choice in, you know, which is up 20% or something <laughs> like this. <you> know? <laughs> but, and that's the key thing. It, it's local stocks. No NVIDIA is... No local stocks. Must be local. Simon, the whole thing is just to get people to focus on the, on the local market, particularly smaller caps, and to understand, you know, what fun it can be just investigating small businesses seeing how they operate, seeing how they do it. It's from that learning point of view. You know, I've always been a person who's believed in individual stocks and also believed in doing your own research and you know, mm -hmm. reading the results and trying to make up your own mind rather than being influenced by um, professionals. Yeah, you... I think individuals, you know, it's always, funny enough, it's always won by outsiders. You know, the professionals do terribly. Yeah, I, I know. I was going to say those professionals you're talking about is you and I on 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 TV yes. far too often. What were the what were the popular stocks this year? You can guess them. Pick and pay number one. Cecil, <laughs> you know, Sabania, big one. You know, Sabania, Afrimat also, uh, Standard Bank, Growth Point, a lot of the property companies as well. So 192 different stocks were chosen. So you can imagine the combinations because you've got to choose five so mm -hmm. um it, it opens a way for for so much volatility uh but it's fun i i didn't expect 360 people popularity i hope you're not doing this manually i, I do it manually <laughs> well let, let me put it this way i have to check because you know a lot of people say i want to buy african rainbow so i say what African Rainbow Minerals, uh, African Rainbow yeah. Capital, you know, or I want to buy Anglos and you can't quite get. And then the big confusion was BAT because, ah. you know, BAT with yeah. us is British American Tobacco. Yeah. BAT on the stock exchange is BRAIT. <laughs> so, no one, no one, no one's buying BRAIT. No one's buying BRAIT. I'm interested. I mean, so Afrimat, obviously, I mean, this is a stock of 52 mm. big highs. Makes mm. sense. Standard Bank. Yeah. Uh, people are lacking the beaten down stocks. I mean, it, 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 it's, I suppose that's psychology, right? You're beaten down. Yeah. The only way up is to bounce, which is, you and I know, not always true. The bottom is zero. No. I believe I like to take those who are making new highs. I think they've got more of a chance. You know, there's still Renogen, there's still Purple, there's still a lot of people, you know, uh, mm. making those kind of companies. So I'm, I'm with you as well. I like to know, look, if a company is broken through after so many years, uh, it's more likely to make headway. And Simon, we're coming into a year of uh, lower interest rates. Yeah. Maybe not now, but down the line, you know, second half of the year favors um, property companies. I think it will also start to favor some of the banks and so on as rates come down and people start to get more active and more transactions and buying motor vehicles and so on. So uh, you've got to think 10 months ahead. And I think a lot of the story is around forecasting. Let's see, you know, you always criticize <laughs> brokers. You always criticize people. You try forecast 10 yeah. months ahead. Nah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Lots of fun. <laughs> lots of fun. A, a quick divergence. You talk around lots of fun. Multi-choice. That, that really has uh, – yes. <laughs> it, it took a complete U-turn yesterday morning when multi-choice yes. says, thanks, but no, we are worth more. Kind of reminds me of Marion Roberts at Aton Omar being a little uh, nasty. Our, our fair value is 95. So, Smack you know, um, yeah, exactly. So I'm saying – you know, you're looking at a gift horse in the mouth. I and I think overall, it, if they could get through the regulatory, you know, through the regulations, mm. I don't know why it's 20%, but I think having a big partner like Canal Plus, I think can only benefit this business.
you know. And really, so I don't know what their thinking is, whether they're trying to squeeze out a few extra rand. But um, I don't you know. I, I would have taken the deal hands off. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you that. And of course, now they've gone through the 35%, we need a mandatory offer from them anyway. This gets all shades of fun. David Shapiro from Sussfin, appreciate the early morning. Your money knows it's not just about the money. It's about your returns returning the favor and empowering people. Your money can do more to change the narrative. Beyond delivering consistent returns, investing in the Stanlib Kanisa Impact Investment Fund can help eradicate poverty and protect the environment. Invest for more impact at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. MoneyWeb now on the money. Chatting with Craig Ivey, Head of Listed Credit at Future Growth. Craig, always appreciate the time. Looking back at Listed Credit, particularly the last quarter of 2023, we saw a significant jump in issuances, up some 91%. Is this a big story or is issuances perhaps a little bit lumpy and some quarters catch a lot and some don't? Because the year overall was 16% ahead of the previous year. Morning, Simon. It's definitely a case of lumpiness. I think what you see in the last quarter as the years go by is companies looking to show up on capital over the more quiet December, Jan mm-hmm. period and into the new year. So we do see lumpiness coming through. There's, I mean, in the market, they always talk about this rush towards the end of the year for everyone yeah. to get the deals <laughs> get the deals done. So, so we, we do definitely see that. It makes sense. And then another thing that stood out for me, in your note you mentioned Standard Bank did a tier two auction and it got 190 basis points above J-Bar, J-Bar rather, which was sort of top end of the guidance range. Absolute Nedbank had got 172 points back in August and October. Is this just, again, one of those fluctuations in the market that you know, sometimes you get lucky with timing, sometimes not? I think what we saw towards the end of last year was a dramatic reduction in spreads. We saw it across the board. Really, the year started from bank senior unsecured to bank capital instrument to some of your better performing corporates, I would say, close to, let's call it 10 basis points decline in spreads. Now, we've always wondered, or not wondered, but we always thought that, you know, that must be because of the high base rates that are on offer currently, the JIBO rate itself three-month JIBAR that is being at one point of the year, obviously it was pricing a lot of hikes was at about 8.5%. It's now settled down to around 8.35%. So if you mm. add the spread above JIBAR, it's quite an attractive all-in return that you're getting. And that's what we think pushed spreads a lot lower during the course of the year. The bank capital instruments in South Africa, I think we've written about it before, and it's quite a lot of demand that we see coming through. And again, it's because you're getting that pick up over Jaiba that's quite attractive. A bank five-year senior unsecured at one point last year was clearing at 115 basis points over Jaiba. Oh, wow. The tier two instrument, which is a little bit more complicated, but ultimately it's also a five-year instrument at mm-hmm. 190 basis points over Jaiba. And it's come down dramatically. So we think that's what's driving it. I mean, the bank 81, which is also another capital instrument, I mean, you could see there, those are now trading at three-month Jaiba plus 290 basis points. So from around 380 in April 2022. So a massive decline that we've seen over the years. And we think that the only thing that could potentially move spreads wider at this point is market pricing and potentially a lower 
base rate, low interest rates. Yeah, okay, that, that does make sense. Something that really stood out to me is a small increase, 6% in the green social and sustainability linked bond issuances for the year, 18.6 billion overall. It seems small and there was a big jump a, a couple of years ago. It's you know, 6% only increase last year. Is sort of the appetite for the ESG just not there? Is it problems around clearly defining? I would have expected more. Yeah, we wondered, you know, if we are going to see a lot more issuance in the space coming through. I think you can't look at it in isolation, we feel. If you look at the pricing benefit that a lot of participants were trying to get, amongst other things, we don't think that there's been a real pricing benefit that has come through for your green social sustainability link bonds. One or two basis points here and there, I would say. But if we from and this is what we've been led to believe from the other from the banks, the arrangers of the deals, and actually the corporates as well, is that there's a lot of work that goes into coming up with the frameworks, coming up with the targets, the metrics, getting auditors involved to check it. And we're thinking that maybe issuers are just saying that, you know, it's really not worth it for one or two basis points more. I do think that it is possible, however, that the banks could be doing this and offering their clients, the issuers, better pricing than what is being offered in the debt capital markets. Take your point on that. If you look into 2024, before we were started the conversation, you did say it had been a quieter start to the year. But you do think there's a possibility of growth in the size of the listed credit market, i.e. positive net issuance growth over the course of the year? Sure. So, I mean, the way we look at it is really on, on a fundamental basis. So mm. a lot of corporates that list in South Africa are your higher quality names. Yeah. The market's not big enough to have, so call it, lower grade issuers coming through. So ultimately, we look at it as other than redemptions, you need the capital growth to come through to increase corporate issuance. You know, they mm. need to use that money for something. And we do think that on the back of interest rates coming down, you know, an improved outlook, you could have more issuance coming through. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a lot of uncertainty, elections, all those things that we all know, while well, the risks currently in the market. But you should be seeing growth coming through from some of your corporates, better economic conditions pending. There are a lot of redemptions that need to be refinanced. We also think that if you could get some of the SOE noise to settle down, maybe some of them would start coming again. You think IDC probably needs to come back to the market this year. That could be quite a big issue. And so there's definitely different issues that could come that could increase the size during the year. We'll leave it there, Craig Avi, Head of Listed Credit at Future Growth. Always appreciate the insights. That's it for today. We were chatting yesterday with Rory Kasiska uh, Jacobson from Alan Gray, talking frontier markets, particularly managing those risks. And the risks are not just the stocks. I mean, risks are currencies. I mean, look what's happened to the Nigerian Nara. It's gone from around 24 to around 75 since mid last year. Uh, that, 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 that's almost unmanageable. But he had plans around it. We asked you. You invested in frontier markets. Two-thirds said, what is a frontier market? A quarter don't like the risks. Rest very much like the potential returns. If you get it right, it's really, really great. But uh, if you get it wrong, it could get messy. Have your vote. Have your say. LinkedIn and Twitter. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning, the MoneyWeb website and the app, 6.30 a.m. podcast, just after 7. 
Thanks to my team, Eddie, Nubokle, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for their time. My name is Simon Brown. This is MoneyWeb Now. If you're loving the show, please leave us a positive rating in your podcatcher of choice. We'll chat again tomorrow. Sono Preview, anything we can expect? You've been listening to another MoneyWeb Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.